It's May 16th and time for Social in Six. In the same fortnight that the Wagatha Christie saga played out on Twitter, there were plenty more social updates to talk about. We'll be sharing the six biggest ones today, including LinkedIn's new rules for engagement baits, TikTok's friends tab, and a few new ad placements for YouTube and Twitter. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. This means that users could then just drag and drop their posts to rearrange them on their profile. And this would allow you to put your favorite posts and your top performing posts at the top. First on the agenda today, Instagram is testing a new profile grid display. The new profile grid was spotted in testing in January, but there are new reports now that the feature is officially in testing, and some users are already getting access to new features. The new grid is customizable, and it lets you drag and drop your posts to reorder them. It also lets you pin up to three posts to the top of your grid. These posts will be shown as pinned with an icon in the top right-hand side corner, but there's no word yet from Instagram on when this will launch. Those three pinned posts on your Instagram profile are all important in terms of placement. Rearrange your feed in order to highlight standout posts, whether they're the best creatives or simply just outperformed other posts. Engaging, visually appealing content attracts potential customers and lets them know who you are as a brand. Pin older posts announcing offers like giveaways or sales to the top of your feed to ensure consistent engagement and keep content fresh in your followers' minds. If you're a bar or a restaurant, create three assets that flow like a carousel across three grid posts to promote happy hours, special offers, or new seasonal menus. Moving on to YouTube, who are testing new shorts ads. YouTube continues to bet on shorts, and in a positive sign that the product is performing well, the platform has confirmed it's testing a new ad placement in shorts. The news was broken in the platform's recent earnings statement, and Google's senior vice president and chief business officer, Philip Schindler, said that shorts ads are being tested both for app install and video action campaigns. He also added that they've been encouraged by initial advertiser feedback and results, so we can probably expect a wider testing will get rolled out soon. Yeah, it's a good time to expand your YouTube ad campaigns to shorts, as YouTube reports shorts is now averaging more than a ridiculous 30 billion daily views. Shorts ads allow you to create full-screen immersive ads in between clips just as on TikTok. However, unlike long-form video, your ad will be one of countless clips users see in between scrolling shorts. As we always recommend, utilize thumb-stopping creative and include key information about your brand within the first few seconds to land your messaging. Most importantly, create native ads. Lean into shorts formatting and create vertical ads that feel organic, otherwise the ads will feel jerky and fail to resonate with the intended audience. Now with hundreds of millions of tweets going out every day, it can be easy for your organic tweets to get lost in all of the noise. Now as well as YouTube, Twitter has also added a new ad placement, but this time in Tweet Replies. After several months in testing, Twitter's Tweet Replies ad product is being rolled out to all app advertisers that run app install campaigns. These ads will appear as the first reply beneath a tweet on both iOS and Android devices. A promoted tweet badge will identify the reply as an ad, and these can feature images and a call to action button, which will also help to differentiate them from regular replies. Twitter says it'll expand the ad product to reach video views and engagement campaigns in the near future. Yeah, we mentioned these a few episodes ago, and now the full rollout has landed. Tweet replies ads lets you reach people engaged in relevant conversations within valuable retail space. The benefit of these new ad placements is that your ad will be the first thing that users see, guaranteeing visibility. The platform says it's seen positive results from testing, including increased impressions and attribution installs and decreased cost per installs. 
This is, of course, from a brand point of view, so it'll be interesting to gauge reaction from a user perspective. Hopefully, the ads won't be too invasive and ruin the overall UX. And you can quote me on that. They said, She's awesome. That's right, quote me. My Next up, Instagram is testing a new action button called Get Quote. That's right. Meta says the new Get Quote function will help businesses on the platform to identify their top leads, and it'll be free to use. It works as a button for profiles or as a story sticker. Now, brands can set up questions to ask customers, and these will appear as a questionnaire when customers tap Get Quote to collect first-party data, so it's very similar to LinkedIn's lead gen formats. When that's been filled out, customers can request a quote from you relating to any products or services that you advertise, and this exchange takes place in direct messages. Now, some businesses already have access to the feature, but more will get it if it proves successful. So let's take a look at some of the data here. Meta says 7 in 10 users want to communicate with businesses in the same way that they message friends and family. And it makes sense. We all want convenience when making our purchase decisions. GetQuote allows you to identify exactly what your customers need using predefined questions before you begin a conversation. New conversation tools for businesses mean it's easier for your customers to access your services on a platform where they already spend a significant amount of time catching up on social. Almost an hour per day on average, according to Forbes. If you're playing where your customers are spending the majority of their time, it can only be a good thing. LinkedIn to me is like this weird cesspool of corporate culture (laughs) that feels like corporate culture, but from the perspective of it's high school and I don't really understand it. Next up, LinkedIn is cracking down on engagement bait. The platform is updating its feed algorithm in order to weed out low quality and irrelevant content and says there'll be new penalties for accounts and company pages found to be baiting engagement. It won't promote content that encourages engagement for the sole purpose of boosting reach. So, for example, it'll reduce the visibility of posts that use reactions as a polling device, so asking users to respond with a specific reaction emoji. On polls, the platform also wants to cut down on polls in the feed, focusing on those that are genuinely helpful and relevant, and downranking those from people you don't follow. It will also boost visibility of targeted activity from your own network and filter out activity from connections that you're least likely to engage with. It'll highlight updates from people outside your network who provide insight on your career or industry, so more emphasis on creators, thought leaders, and industry experts. And finally, it's testing an option for US users to filter out political content through a new feedback response. We've all experienced those bait creators on our feed using polls to push themselves up the algorithm. Well, they should disappear soon thanks to this update. Whatever you do, avoid engagement bait. Focus on delivering reliable, authentic content that has something to say before asking users to hit applause if they agree with your inspirational quotes. Second up, reduce the use of polls. When you do use them, make them insightful and relevant as opposed to asking your audience whether they prefer to work from home or working from the office. If political content is relevant to your brand, monitor these post performance in the coming weeks to identify how new user controls are affecting your reach. And finally, create content that adds value for readers within your industry by utilising insight from your company's top thought leaders and experts. Personal pages will always outperform company pages, so if your C-suite or high-level employees aren't active on LinkedIn, now's the time to change that. And finally, TikTok's replaced the Discover tab with a Friends page. Yes, now this new Friends page highlights posts from both accounts you follow and your mutuals. Users can find people to follow using their contacts or by connecting the app to their Facebook friends. Here, TikTok will also suggest accounts you should instantly follow based on your own interests and your connections. 
Now, people can still search for videos or users through the magnifying glass icon, which is at the top of the app screen. But this is a much more long-winded and less accurate discovery process for people to find new accounts and new videos from anyone that they aren't currently connected with through mutuals. The Friends tab will be rolling out to everyone over the next few weeks. Where the Discover tab aims to serve an overview of trending content, the Friends tab highlights posts from personal connections. So your videos will retain visibility, but likely in a more limited capacity aimed at your existing audience instead of potential new followers. Fear not, this won't stop you from going mega viral. You'll still feature in the For You page, the primary entry point for discovery in the app, which will make you a TikTok hero. As the Friends tab rolls out, continue to monitor post performance to calculate the impacts on reach as you may need to tweak your content posting schedules to suit the new update if reach is adversely affected. Right, lots to go through as per usual. And it's been a little while since we've been uh, on here with The Social in Six, thanks to a few combined weeks of annual leave. But after a much uh, deserved, well-rested break, we are back with these big stories. And the first one I want to talk about today is Twitter's uh, ads in tweet replies, because this has been floating around um, sort of the news circuit for, I want to say, at least a year. Mm. Um, we knew they were sort of... Uh, you know, kind of testing it, playing with the idea, but it's an official testing and is, you know, more than likely going to roll out. So, um, yeah, like brand-wise, ad-wise, there's a lot of negative talk about promoted tweets on Twitter. And I'll be the first to admit they suck. Sometimes the targeting's not that accurate. Um, you know, it's not the most friendly user experience, but perhaps hiding them in replies might make a smoother experience for the timeline, but actually get more brands seen in more relevant places. Are they going to be alongside promoted tweets as we see them now? Are they still going to... Yeah, yeah. Like they won't be canning that product. But I think, you know, if if all goes well, it could perhaps be something that brands say if they know that people are more likely to respond or find them less intrusive in replies, brands can sort of invest more heavily in tweet reply ads than they would in uh, feed placement. Yeah, definitely. I mean, okay, so from a brand point of view, if I'm looking at this, I'm excited because the targeting should be better. If you're um, inserting your brand and your messaging in a conversation that's about peanuts mm. and you're a peanut company, then you, you know you should be pretty much bang on. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who are having a conversation about peanuts are clearly very uh, <laughs> enamored by peanuts or passionate about Must peanuts. Be. So if you're, again, if, if people are feeling things, especially, you know, an emotion evoked by you or if they're very passionate about something, they're most likely, they're more likely to engage. So from a brand point of view, I would be excited about these. From a user point of view, I just don't want it to ruin the UX of Twitter because I think Twitter is so clean, yeah. um, both on phone and I think it's great on desktop as well. Um, I, I don't think it will because you look at, um, see, you have to assume that, that the placement for these is going to be like pick any viral tweet that's talking about a relevant topic to whatever mm. it is that you're promoting. Say like it's a bit of a habit now that if your one of your tweets goes viral and you have something to sell, they promote themselves in the next one, don't yeah. they? The next reply you click in and it's like, while well, I've got you here, go and check this thing out. And I think Twitter users are used to seeing that, that it won't be that much of a difference. It won't jar them, you know, having a brand spot there instead of just the creator also selling something. How um, angry would you be if you went viral and Boots then started promoting products <laughs> underneath your viral tweet? <laughs> what it was actually and that, that is a point I'd to be had isn't it because then 
I mean, this is something we probably need to look at because I'm not. there's not enough details about this yet for me to know the answer. But is it the case where the brand uh, or advertiser would have to reach out to the owner of that tweet yeah. and get permission? You'd assume mm. so, wouldn't you? Yeah, because you're doing the work on their behalf, essentially. Mm. And as a side effect to that, could we see this as being something that creators want a little cut of the revenue in, uh, yeah. Yeah, in exchange? Yeah. Which might be good for creators. You know, it might be a win-win overall, but yeah. Probably a developing story that we'll have to update as we, you know, answer our own questions here. Um, but the next thing I thought we should go over just quickly is the update to LinkedIn. Obviously, changes to its feed. It's now looking at um, the sort of things that have become a bit spammy, let's say, on the feed uh, that they're cutting down on. One of which being those reaction polls, which I'm sorry, oh, but I have me. seen so many of. I'm not surprised they want to get rid. Honestly, Eve, I mentioned it that the amount of people saying you know do you prefer working from home once a week twice a week four times a week it <laughs> is doing my head in so yeah. linkedin thank you for this one and if you're doing those polls you look no disrespect but they'll be <laughs> they will be no longer yeah. um and I, I, I like polls in terms of you know you can get some real nice um use engagement from them and insights for your brand if you're doing it for um, a branded purpose and just looking to carry out some uh, consumer research, they re they are really, really good and useful for that. But yeah, I think I think basically what's happened here is someone's found out that it was a bit of a hack for the algorithm. Everyone's found out about it and now people are doing them They're just, just doing for, polls for the sake of it. Exactly. I'm looking at my feed now and there's one, it's like, should managers dress smarter in a casual workplace? Yes or no? I'm sorry, but come on a lot of these are so basic as well they'll be asking the most basic questions yeah. and if you are doing it just for the purpose of that engagement i know we say like you know jump on new features when they come about because it you know you'll be rewarded with organic reach that is still the case but linkedin or any platform will cotton on to the fact if you are using mm -hmm. it for the sake of it and not for what the feature is intended um, and really making the most out of that function then in the end it's going to do the opposite effect and now yeah you're going to get downranked for it yeah it's a little bit like um you know, posting TikToks on Reels with the watermark, mm -hmm. they get downgraded. And also seeing now people posting stills, but as a four second video. So it's a reel, but as a still. So it's again, it's a little bit of a hack. Mm. So it's, it's all very clunky when people try and do these. But um, as we mentioned, if you're not, if your company's not um, got some kind of thought leaders and experts at the top who are active on LinkedIn, make sure that happens. Company pages, as we mentioned, don't necessarily perform great on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's for people. So ensure your C-suite leaders, your experts are talking, whether it be, you know, quote, quoting the company page itself um, and boosting it that way or talking about your updates. Your your main company breaking news really should be broken by the people in that company rather than the company itself. Absolutely. Get on that personal brand. <laughs>